Welcome to Brunch and Bible. Um, I'm just so glad that you're here. And today we're talking about the word that gives life. Amen. Amen. So hopefully today we walk out with some tools um, on how to, you know, approach the word of God, how to hold on to it, what it does for us, what it does to us. And we pray that you're blessed as we speak. I have two guests here with me sitting on the orange couch today. I have Lyo here and I have Tywo here. Everybody say, hey, Lyo. Hey, Tywo. Hey. There we go. And so there are special guests today, and we're going to be talking about the word that gives a life. Amen. The word that gives life. We're just going to hop right into it. Okay. Straight to the cut. What is the word to me as a Christian? What is the word to me as a Christian? Would you like to go first? Um, sure. Lai is looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Lai is looking at me like you. Sure, I will. Um, so when I was reading the questions, I, I, I flashed back to my background. Okay. And I grew up apostolic in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, not the tush apostolic now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the clapping of hands, the something serious of Serious call down fire. And <laughs> I remember then that it was more, the word was a rule that you had to follow. Mm-hmm. It didn't give... Well, maybe then, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that things have changed now, but then it was more of a rule that you had to follow. Okay. So it was, thou shalt not sin. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not disobey thy parents. Yeah. Thou shalt not go out and come home <laughs> at 8 p.m. at night. <laughs> uh, why? I, I'm not telling you, but it was the right. rule. Okay. And then I remember that when I went to college, still in Nigeria. Um, and again, this is where we put we put emphasis on making sure that our kids, even though we, we give birth to them in a Christian home, still make that choice to give their lives to Christ. Mm-hmm. Because I remember in college, then I made the decision to rededicate my life to Christ. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, yeah, my, my middle name is Mary. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. It was right. more me deciding that I wanted to I give my life to Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the word became the source. Mm-hmm. Because I had that relationship with God, mm-hmm. and I was like, let's 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 talk about this Bible, mm-hmm. and it became the source, and yeah. so it was less of the rule, but more of the source of where I drew everything I wanted from: inspiration, reproach, uh, instruction, advice, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. So right now, and since then, I'll say 2016, mm-hmm. the word as and is my source. Very simply put. And I think you touched on something very good that oftentimes we approach the word as this manual, you know, like this straightforward X, Y, Z. And when you look at it like that, sometimes it's hard to kind of digest in that manner. But I believe that, like you said, that key factor is the relationship aspect. When you realize the word is your source, when when you realize the word is Jesus Christ himself, you center your whole world around it. Right. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. What do you think, Laya? Um, I think for me, for a very long time, I just looked at the word as just the Bible, right? Mm. And I think there was a uh, scripture that you shared um, during the exhortation mm. in John where yeah. it talks about the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Mm. And I think it was later when I started to take the things of God seriously that I got the revelation that the word is much more than just the Bible. It's Jesus Christ, as we've it's been saying. Himself. And so you go from this place of trying to um, read the word and think you're trying to study a book to 
knowing that you're trying to know a person. Mm. And so that changes the way you approach the word. And you know that Jesus is the word and his word is him. Like it's, you can't separate Jesus from his word. You can't say you want to know someone and not know what he says or how he says it or what he has to say about a thing. And so, um, I would say that the word to me is, is, is Jesus. And like Taiwo has said, it's, it's your source. It should be your source because he is our source. Everything that we do comes from him and flows from him. And so, yeah. Amen. Amen. I think, you know, I don't know if we've read Psalm 119. I think it's like the longest, <laughs> the longest book in the Bible. <laughs> but that whole Psalm 119 is dedicated about the word and what it does to us. And I just want to go over a few of these things, right? So the word is Jesus. And we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. life. Yes. So when we look at the word as truth, we center, like I said, everything, every, we don't have another source. So as a Christian, your word is your everything. And I had a similar experience when I rededicated my life in 2019. I was reading the Bible like, I don't want to say like a crackhead, but I was reading it because I was like, mind you, I've grown up. I grew up in Christian education, so I actually went to um, a kindergarten Christian school all the way up until senior senior high. And so I was always surrounded by the word. Mm. Like, it was just routine. Like, mm. you have chapel, you know, you read the word in the morning, you read the word at night, you come home, word this, word that. But it came alive to me because I realized that if Jesus is the truth, then I need to know his truth. I need to know his truth, and if I don't know his truth... I'm, I'm living a lie, mm. right? Psalm 119, 20, 29 through 30 says, Remove me from the way of lying and grant me your law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments I have laid before me. Another thing the word is, is a revival agent. It, it literally revives you from the dead back to life. Psalm 119 also speaks that my soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been like so down and out and you just read one scripture that just like gingered you? It just gave you what you needed in that moment. Mm -hmm. That's what the word is for us. And a lot of the times, even as millennials, Gen Zs, whatever we identify ourselves with in the room, um, the word becomes this like, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just almost like we read it to fit our standards. Mm. We don't read it so it can read us. Mm. Mm. We don't yeah. read it so that <laughs> it, can, it can transform us. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on that. As why, why do we do that as humans? Why is it sometimes that we read the word maybe to find something to, uh, I'm, I'm losing my words, like accommodate for how we are already living. Mm -hmm. Why do we do that as humans? 
Um, so there's a scripture that I, I have written down that talks about the role of, of scripture mm-hmm. in our lives. And mm-hmm. it's from 2 Timothy uh, 3, 16 to 17, mm-hmm. which says all scripture is inspired by God mm-hmm. and is useful to teach us mm-hmm. what is true yes. and to make us realize yeah. what is wrong in our lives. Yeah. It corrects us when we are wrong mm-hmm. and teaches us to do what is right. Yeah. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to mm-hmm. do every good mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And I think um, one thing that makes it hard is like when you're living in sin, and not just living in sin, but you're mm-hmm. also loving sin, you don't want anything that will correct you mm-hmm. or show you that what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it hard for you to approach the Bible, mm-hmm. approach God mm-hmm. and his word and be like, God, I want to know what your word says about this. Because yeah. you don't want anyone to call you out on what you're doing. Exactly. Right? So I think it's not wanting to be called out. And mm-hmm. what the Bible does, you think you're reading it, but like you said, it's reading you. Like it will read yourself to mm-hmm. you. There are times when I'm, I will read the Bible and I'm like, I'm reading it and I'm just like, wait, wait, ah, ah, mm-hmm. you're a little too loud right now. <laughs> but loud, that, right? That's, that's what the Bible is supposed mm-hmm. to. That's the purpose of the word of God. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to transform us into yeah. the very image of Christ. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. I want to ask you a question, Tyler. Mm-hmm. So you recently got married, right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. So I want to know how your word life has shaped you now as a married woman. Mm-hmm. Um, has it been your foundation? W- tell me a little bit about your word life now that you are married, the, the, the role that it plays in your life now as a married woman. Um, thank you. So <laughs> I would say it's more daunting. Mm. Just the sense of the responsibility. Yeah. Up until last year, yo, when I read Proverbs 31, I'm like, hey. yeah, that's you guys. <laughs> that's you guys. <laughs> and now I'm married. I'm like, ooh, that's me. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the responsibility is mm-hmm. brought closer yeah. than ever. Yeah. So there is this sense of I'm responsible for this household. Mm. Proverbs 31 finished it. Yeah. And actually, speaking of Proverbs 31, mm-hmm. I was reading the... Because most times they just dwell on what she does and what she's yeah. responsible for yeah. and this yeah. and that. And the last verse actually talked about giving her her worth. Mm. I think it's, uh, if anybody can pull it up for me real quick, I think it's Proverbs 31, 31, talking about her worth. Give her what she is worth. Mm. And yeah. when I held on to that, I was like, okay, the word just does not hit responsibility on you. Mm. Mm. It mm. tells you what you're worth. Mm. So when mm. I was dealing with, oh, I'm married now. I have this responsibility. I will birth children. Oh. You know, I will pray over them. I will. It says our husband will go out and she will invest. I'm like, yo, What's chill. All this? Why? Uh-huh. Why should I do all this? <laughs> and then the last verse was talking about you will give her a worth. I was like, okay. Yeah. So there is this assurance mm-hmm. that if I do all this work, mm-hmm. I will be given my worth. Yeah. So I think the word just kind of settled my um what's that word now of like feeling overwhelmed of this responsibility and assured Mm -hmm. me of Mm -hmm. the worth that I have Mm. so I would say as a newly married woman um I think the word has just been asserting my fears of relaxing yeah Yeah. affirming me affirming Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. telling me you're worth more than this Mm -hmm. we're not dwelling on what you have to do and what you have to do we're Mm -hmm. telling you that after you do all this Mm. you will get this blessings Mm. this blessings Mm. Mm. that is so good there's a verse and i want to touch on that because a lot of times we read the word it's like oh i gotta do this do this do this but a lot of times the word shows us who we really are in Christ, the value that we carried. There's a verse, I think it's in Isaiah, don't quote me, but I think it says that um, you are mine. I, I have called you by name. Mm. You know, and when you read stuff like that, 
you just settle in the fact that, you know, the Lord loves you, he cares for you, and he's watching over you. And that's why it's so important to have the word in you, because when the enemy wants to come with his dirty lies, Mm -hmm. you remember that you are chosen, that you're a royal priesthood, that the Lord's eye is upon you, right? He says his thoughts are precious towards you, correct? Mm. That you can't even, the number of sand is is too small Mm. to count the precious thoughts that the Lord has towards you, right? So that affirms me and lets me know that I'm seen. But if you don't know that, you have no defense, you have no defense barrier. And that's another thing I wanted to touch on. The word is your defense. If we go to Matthew, let me see. It's where Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to read it. It's a bit long, but we'll go through it. It says, now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. It says, but he answered and said, it is written. The word is your defense. Yep. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil and his dirty self tried him again. And it says, then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. That's Psalm 91, that the devil was quoting at Mm -hmm. Jesus. (laughs) And Jesus said to him, each time it is written, again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So three whole times, Jesus, so if the devil tempted Jesus, the son of God himself, (laughs) how many times do you think the enemy will come and try to knock us out with lies, just straight lies? And he even used the word of God to try to even twist him up. So how, how much more you as a human being, flesh and blood? Auntie Grace is coming. How much more flesh and blood? How much more? If he came to Jesus three times, being the son of God, how many times do you think he'll come to you? Maybe a million times. And don't forget, Satan had to go to Jesus because they were Satan was telling... I'm sure I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Satan must have told demons, like, I got this. I'm, I'm on the level of Jesus. Uh-huh. So d- demons are many numbers. So mm-hmm. don't forget. So he has more tools to send uh-huh. to us. Systems and model. <laughs> right? So he's not just sitting now. He's him and the tools that he has available in this world. Exactly. Mm. And so how much word do we have in us to combat the lies of the enemy? Do you just know one scripture? <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's okay if you know one scripture. Please, by tomorrow, no two. Oh, right. okay? Please. Yeah. It's a journey. But we're onward progressing from glory to glory. Amen. Yes. Build your word arsenal up. Yes. Yes. You have to. It's crucial. It's essential, especially as a young woman in this age mm. with so many theologies, so many philosophies out there. You go online, you see the word mixed with a little bit of new age, mm. mixed with a little bit of witchcraft, mm. mixed with a... You got to know. And that comes from reading and spending time with him. Yes. And I'm going to go into another point, but I want to answer one thing first. Foundation-wise, you know, we're young ladies, but, you know, we've, we've done this just for a little while, just mm -hmm. for a few years. Um, how glad are you that you have had your word as a foundation? Like you said, you just got married. I'm sure you're in school. Mm -hmm. How glad were you to know the word in the seasons where life changed a bit? Mm. Very glad <laughs> to start with. Um, yeah. I think as I was reading about this, mm -hmm. one thing that I realized from um, Ephesians 6, 11 to 18, where it talks about the full armor of God, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, it describes the different um, weapons. Mm -hmm. And when it talks about the word of God, the sword of the spirit, mm -hmm. that is the one like offensive mm -hmm. yes. weapon that we have. Yeah, Every other of the weapons, like five weapons are all offensive weapons. Yes. But the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, right. is your offensive weapon. Right. And, you know, I, I see this life as like, it's a test, yeah. and you, the devil throws different pop quizzes, tries to test the word that mm. you know, tries to test oh, yes. you in different... Men, have I been tested, but mm -hmm. I thank God for the word that God gave me in the seasons, and even seasons before that, that I could go back to and be like, God, this is what you said in your word, mm. and you exalt your word above, above all your names, yeah. and so mm. I trust your word, yeah. that it doesn't matter what you know the enemy might be saying or what my situation might be saying, but your word stands true. It is your word that will prevail, yeah. and so you have to have that word stored up in you so that when trials come, because they will come, yeah. it's already, it's even written in the Bible that you are going to face mm -hmm. trials. Mm -hmm. So you have to have that word to hold you in season mm -hmm. and have that confidence in God that if you said it in your word, then it is true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the Bible talks about how um, he, the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance the mm -hmm. word in you. So if a trial comes and you have no word in you, what will he bring to remembrance? Mm. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing that will come. But if it's the word that you've been meditating on day and night, that day that the wind blows, you can stand. Yes. Because you're literally, when you have the word in you, you're standing on a rock. Mm. You're standing on a rock. The Bible talks of a wise man that built his house upon the rock. And when the rain came and when the winds blew, he still stood. Yes. I wanted to add to what you just yeah. said about, you know, what would the Holy Spirit be able to use to remind uh -huh. you? Um, in, in my discipleship class earlier this week, yeah. uh, our disciple said something. He said, the Spirit of God works with the Word of God in you yes. to reveal what God has for you and right. in you. Right. So we do ourselves a disservice when we don't have the Word in us. Mm. Like, you don't give the Holy Spirit much to work with. Yes. And so you operate in spiritual bankruptcy. Yes. And you don't want to be in that place because you need to have the Word. So you need to hide the Word in your heart because out of, your, out of the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth, mouth speaks speak it. So you need go. to have a word to speak to any situation yeah. that even if someone else comes to you with, with something, you have a word for mm -hmm. them and that word will give them life. Mm -hmm. yes. That's good. That's good. You got anything? I think 
circling back to what you ladies said, I remember in my uh, bachelor dinner mm -hmm. that wonderful ladies threw me. Um, we were just having a session where older women were talking to me. Mm -hmm. And that word, when she said it, just, I, you know, when you hold something yeah. and mm -hmm. you, you never forget Caught it. it. Mm -hmm. And she said, marriage is not easy. She was like, <laughs> marriage will test you. Mm -hmm. She said, you have to know what word to send. Mm. She said, when you're praying, she was like, know which word to send. send I was like, pause. Mm. Because it made total sense, right? Yeah. It's like a baby crying, and he wants to be changed, and mm. you feed him. Yeah. He might keep mm. quiet for a while. He will resume crying because mm. he's wet. Mm. So it just clicked like, oh, okay. So you have to know which word to send. Right and if you don't mean. have the bank of words, what are you sending? Oh, ah, yeah. You know? So when she said it, I was like, oh, I got to read more Bible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was the way I literally took it because I was like, imagine if my child wakes up in the middle of the night and is acting funny. Will I say, Father, bless my bank account? Hey. No. Is <laughs> the ones that you have given me, we are for signs and for wonders. Yes. Right? So circling back to what you said is, I have to know what I'm sending. Mm. So if I don't have enough, I'm sending the wrong thing. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Jesus. This is, mm. this is deep. Mm. This is deep. You know, I, I love what we're saying. We have to know. We have to know the word. In this day and age, we have to know the word. In your daily walk, you have to know the word. Mm. Like you said, it's not that Something happens and you have no clue where to even go. There has to be at least one word in you right. that you can speak. And here's the thing. It says, at the name of Jesus, every knee bows and every tongue confess that he is Lord. But it also says that he holds his word above his name. Mm. So the most powerful thing that you can utter out of your mouth is the word of God. Believe it, yes. It's the word of God. In trials and situations, you're crying. It may soothe you for a little bit. It may give you an emotional release. But what will cause change and what will encourage your soul and refresh your soul is the word of God. Mm. I'm telling you, you have to try it for yourself if you don't know what I'm speaking of. Mm. The word of God. It says in um, Psalm 119, again, it says the entrance of your word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. That means if there's any darkness in your life, all you have to do is speak the word mm -hmm. and the darkness actually has to disappear. And you know, there's a certain boldness that you get when you know the word of God. Mm. Because it's like, nah, me and God, we're like this. This is me and Jesus. I know his word, he knows me. And so... You, you, whatever you situation, you stagnancy, you, whatever you are, you have no power. You have no power. If Jesus holds all power, that means his word also holds all power. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Amen. 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 The word also sets you free. If the word is the truth. What does the Bible say about the truth? And you will know the truth, and the truth will set, set you free. free. It says you will know the truth. Not you will read the truth, though. <laughs> Not you will read the truth. You will know the truth. Do you know the truth? And that brings me to my next point. What's the difference between reading 
right? Reading the word and then meditating on the word. Is there a difference? Let's talk about it. Okay. Why do you keep looking at me? I, like, oh, I just want to check. I feel like, like every time she looks at me, I know that we've been friends for how many years now. I know that, that look is, I'm going to ask Come you, on. but you better do it. No, exactly. I'm just checking with you, but I, I can go first. Okay. Uh, so when I think about reading, it's like, okay, so let's, let's give it you know, a practical example in this day. So when you uh, start a new semester, you have a, you have a new course. Yeah. You know, the, the professor, professor sends out a syllabus and probably sends out the, um, the first PowerPoint of, of the class session. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of gloss over. You kind of want to know mm -hmm. what he's going to talk about, what the class Basics, is about, right. what I'm getting into, you yeah. know. So you're just reading to just, not really for um, understanding or application, but mm -hmm. just to know, mm -hmm. right? But then... Um, I was I was I would talk about studying and then also uh, meditating. Okay. But then uh, with meditating, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like let's say you you've gone to the class now and there's just this concept that's just ringing in your head. You kind of mm -hmm. want to understand it from every angle. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to explain it to anybody that comes to you mm -hmm. and be like, "What is this concept? Do you know what this means?" Right. So you, you really think about it and you apply it. So mm -hmm. meditation is more of reading with application. Yeah. You take the word of God, you ponder on it, you chew on it, you try to see how it fits you know, in your situation, mm -hmm. in your life, how you can apply it, how that can change you, mm -hmm. right? And then with studying, on the other hand, it's like where you have more time now. You want to know everything. You want to use different resources. Mm -hmm. You go to check, you go to uh, different, like, um, I don't know, like other, like, you know, course things that you can use to understand the concept. So you use, right. like, concordances, you you go to... Uh, What's it like? Um, like different, like Christian sermons and yeah. teachings that can really dig out the word for you and help mm -hmm. you understand what the word. So you spend more time when you study mm -hmm. reading. You're kind of glossing over it. Meditating yeah. is like you're just you're doing mm -hmm. it throughout the day. You're kind of just you know. And then studying is when you have time to really sit down mm -hmm. and use all the resources that you can to really understand it. Mm -hmm. I yeah. actually flipped it. <laughs> I flipped it. Yeah. yeah, and let, let me explain why. Okay. okay, so reading. I said reading is where mediocre Christians stay mm. i read the word i'm done <laughs> we like the check marks yeah so chapter one um genesis done i feel good about it i read the whole bible app. yeah i read the whole bible in a year <laughs> yay me right <laughs> we medical christians stay here mm -hmm. and you actually blessed revelations one three blessed is he who reads mm -hmm. the word of prophecy it's not like god is neglecting you god mm -hmm. still loves you mm -hmm. but you could do better mm -hmm. and i actually chose studying as the next level. Mm. Why? Second Timothy 2.15. Mm -hmm. It yeah. says, study mm -hmm. to show yourself approved, approved mm -hmm. unto God. Yeah. So studying is like in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. I'm studying because I want to show, like mm -hmm. I'm studying because yeah. I want to yeah. pass an exam, right? Exactly. So I'm studying because I want to show to God that I'm approved. Yeah. Yeah. I know you. I understand you. I, I think I know when you say something mm -hmm. to yeah. me, mm -hmm. right? I also said it can be used for verification. Uh -huh. How do I know that I understand this thing? Mm. Because I studied the word right, of God. Right. Mm -hmm. Meditating I think happens in our subconsciousness. Yes. Mm -hmm. Joshua 1 8, the book of the law shall not depart from your mm -hmm. mouth. You shall meditate on it day, day and, and night. night. There we go. Nighttime, you're supposed to be sleeping. But nighttime, sometimes you're when pondering. something comes mm -hmm. upon your head, you meditate on the mm -hmm. word of mm -hmm. God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I feel like meditation is the highest level you mm -hmm. can get to. Mm -hmm. Meditation is what happens when you, as, as Elias said, you practicalize the word of mm -hmm. God. That's when you meditate on it, right? You're, you're walking mm -hmm. and enemy just mm -hmm. throw thoughts in your mind like yeah. you're going to die. Mm. Like what if, listen, I, I suffered for that thing for a while. Mm. Evil thought just, bam. And I'm like, where is this thought coming from? Exactly. Right? Like I'll just be driving and I'll go, imagine if this thing hits, hits you, you now. 
Jesus. And I was like, mm, no, the word says I shall live and not die. There we go. That is meditating, mm. right? So I feel like most of times we stay in reading and studying. Mm-hmm. We forget to move to the level of meditation yeah. because that is where the victories really happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you're not with your Bible mm-hmm. and when you're not with your Bible mm-hmm. app. <laughs> but when you meditate on those mm-hmm. words, those are the words that give you victory. Yeah, That's so good. How many of us have read something before and after you read it, you're like, I have no clue what I just read. Some <laughs> of us in school, we know exactly how that goes. You read a page and you're like, I need to read this thing again, right? That's That reading is, I think, like we said, the basic building blocks. Getting information. Mm-hmm. Studying, like she said, is to show yourself approved so that, you know, when things come up, you, okay, I know this knowledge, I got this, I know that, you know, Peter's the one who walked on water, I know, you know, I know mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. Meditating, for me, is when the word jumps off the pages and it now enters your mm. heart. That's what meditating is. It says you shall meditate day and night. You, and meditation doesn't require you reading long chapters, even one short scripture ruminating over it all day. Like she said, I shall live and not die. I mm. shall live and not die. I shall live and not die. Before you know it, when something wants to come up, that scripture just, boom, mm. I shall live and not die. Mm. That's when you begin to pray and you now start to pray for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. If you realize that you, know, you can only really pray for short periods of time, check how much words you know. Word. Yep. Check how much words you know. Because once you start to build your scripture arsenal, I'm telling you, it will be easy to pray for hours. Yes. Because the word will just keep coming yes. and coming and coming and coming. The word is eternal. Everything will fade away, but the word stands forever. Yes. Amen. 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 It's good stuff, huh? Good yes. stuff. It's good, good stuff. stuff. Yes. It's good stuff. Love it. Let's talk a little bit more. Um, let's talk about... Um, if there are wrong ways to approach the word. I think we talked about it a little bit earlier. Yes, we actually did. And I was going to say something, and then something else came mm-hmm. in, which is really good because, mm-hmm. you know, things keep jumping. Yeah. I think that one of the reasons we study the word wrongly is because we take things out of context. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our parents have washed it down our minds. <laughs> Again, growing, ba- growing up in apostolic, thou shalt not wear trousers. You are a prostitute (laughs) if you wear trousers. Why? Mm. Who said it? Yeah. Mm. When did they say it? When? How Mm -hmm. many decades ago did they say it? Mm -hmm. What country? Mm -hmm. What culture said Mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. So I feel like we study the word of God amiss when we take things out of context. We look for it to satisfy our flesh. Mm -hmm. We want to be right. So I'm going to take whatever I see to prove that I am right. Forget what he said two <laughs> verses earlier. <laughs> Ignore that part. <laughs> no. I think that's one important part that makes us to study the word wrongly. We mm. just want to satisfy that flesh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Laya? I think for me, um, one thing that I thought about is trying to read the Bible without the help of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's it's it. like yes. you're that's trying it. to use your human understanding to you engage can't. in things of the Spirit. Mm. It's, yeah. it's just not possible. You, can. mm. you can't separate the Spirit from the Word. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're approaching the, the Bible as, as just a book, then that's all you're going to get from it. 
But if you have the Holy Spirit revealing to you the mind of Christ or the mind of God about his word, mm-hmm. then you have a deeper understanding yes. of his word. Yes. That's yeah. so good. I want us to get into our next one. We just, <laughs> it's still in my points. <laughs> <laughs> um, reading the word with the Holy Spirit is key. Ooh. Or you will literally just read text. Yes. You will literally just read text. Before you read the word, say, Holy Spirit, open my eyes. Right. It's that simple. Holy Spirit, we're reading this together. Because if I just read it for myself, we're going nowhere. Right. You know? We're literally going nowhere. So every time you read, ask the Holy Spirit. I invite you to this. We're reading this together. Holy Spirit, if you don't show me what this is, I won't know. Mm. And that's when you'll see, when you start to read, the words will literally jump off the page. Mm. That's when the logos becomes the rhema. It becomes a spoken word mm-hmm. to you. That's when the it becomes it, it goes from a written word to your personal word. Yeah, are we understanding? Active. Yeah, active. like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess my next question to us all is, how do we practically grow in our in our word life in today's world? Like, what are just like some simple, easy, practical things that we can grow um, in our word life? I can start. Yeah. I think the first thing is just being intentional. Like, just be intentional about it. Like, I want to know this word, Lord, because I want to know you. Point blank, period. I don't want to know someone's version of you. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to know my pastor's version of you, although I love my pastor. You know, whoever it is that ministers to you, I want to know you for myself. So help me learn this word. And even if it's a chapter a week, even if it's a Whatever it is, read it with intentionality. A lot of the time, and I am victim, is sometimes where I'm reading the word, it's like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I have to read the word as yeah. a Christian, so let's just get this thing done mm-hmm. so I can go about my day. And that is a wrong approach. We don't grow with an approach like that. Mm-hmm. You have to approach the scripture every time saying, Lord, let this word speak to me. Let it change me. We're, we're humans, but we're, we're meant to be molded. You know, the Bible talks about him being the potter and us being the clay. And we're formed and we're shaped by his word. So, and another thing the word does is it breaks you down. So it's okay if sometimes the word, you read the word and it cuts a little bit. That's what it's meant to do. <laughs> Some, pe- tears. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some people run away from the word because it makes them feel, you know, well... I just want to do me. I just want to live how I want to live. And uh, this is what the word is actually meant to, to, to cut you. It's, the Bible talks about, is, is my word not like a hammer? Let me find the scripture. It says, it says, is, is not my word like a fire? It says the Lord. And like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Mm. And the Bible also talks about how the Lord is the only one who can turn our hearts of stone mm. to, heart, to a heart of flesh. Mm. And so it's okay if he's got to break down a few layers, <laughs> if you got to read it and cry a few times. It's all meant to, to form you into the glorious person that God has created you to be. And we're ever formed, ever transformed, ever changed until the day of Jesus Christ. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You got anything? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that um, we should first identify why sometimes we get carried away or mm. use excuses mm-hmm. not to study the word. And I was yeah. checking myself and I was like, okay, Taiwo, why right now are you not studying your, mm-hmm. the word enough? Mm-hmm. And Holy Spirit was like, you think 
everything you're going through, no one has gone through it before. Mm. Mm. I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, you didn't have to check me that way. Yeah. <laughs> Exercises one nine. Mm-hmm. That which has been is what will be. Yeah. That which is done is what will be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing new under the sun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else might not go through exactly what I'm going through, mm-hmm. but they've been through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I understand that there is nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Someone has gone through what I'm going through. Yeah. That person lived. Mm-hmm. That person survived. Yeah. I will survive. Mm-hmm. So there is no excuse not to still devote that time to God. Yeah. Yeah. Because God is like, I've been there. Yeah. I literally created time. I stepped mm-hmm. out of time. Mm-hmm. I've been there. So when we understand that everything we're going through is not new, yeah. it might be peculiar mm-hmm. to you, yeah. it's not new, then we're like, okay, Holy Spirit, come. Come, let's let's talk, yeah. right? And then we, which leads me to my next point. The Bible says where your treasure is, your heart your is heart there. Is. Mm-hmm. You have to give mm-hmm. time yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. You have to be deliberate about giving time. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're all busy. Mm-hmm. Most of us are working 12, 12 hour shifts. Mm-hmm. We're busy. Every, it's America. <laughs> Everybody's busy. <laughs> but you just have to give time mm-hmm. to it. You have mm-hmm. to give time. You have to be deliberate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are, it's like someone telling you, I love you, I love you, but it's not giving you time. Uh, it don't make no sense. Yeah. 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 Give time to it. Realize that, okay, the word we're saying now is life, is my treasure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Practice, like, let your words match your action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing that you just mentioned, it's just actually a strategy for reading the word, is finding a situation mm-hmm. in the word that you identify with. Mm-hmm. I promise you, you find one person that can identify with the season that yeah. you're in mm-hmm. right Absolutely. now. And a lot of times, like you said, we approach the word, we're like, hmm. Moses, Abraham, like David, all these people. And I used to view them as Bible characters when I was younger. But when I actually developed a relationship with Jesus Christ, I would be able to now see this um, Bible character. I don't like calling them characters because they're real people. They do real things, right? But pick apart pieces of their life. Like if you ever struggle with fear or anxiety, you can look at Moses Moses was scared to lead. God had called him to such a huge vision. Mm. It's like, Lord, I'm a stammerer. I can't even put my two words together. Mm. And you've called me to lead the whole nation Mm. of Israel. How many times has God shown us something that was bigger than us and we felt like we were not good enough or we did not have what it takes to fulfill the role he called us to? That's just a simple one. And there's probably thousands of others and so if you have no clue how to approach your word, find a situation. We thank God for Google. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank we God. thank God for Google. They listen. <laughs> Scriptures on X, Y, Z. What does the Bible say on? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's so simple for us now. Back then, they actually had to search the scripture. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think we thank God I was not born in that Because <laughs> I'll be the easiest Christian. <laughs> exactly. But now we literally have all the resources at the tip of, at the tip of our fingers. Yes. So let's use it. Let's use it. Let's use it. Um, and another reason why you may not be reading the word like you're supposed to, and I'm not trying to make everything spiritual, is the enemy likes to play funny games. There's some seasons where he's like, hmm, let me just blow a wind of, of tiredness over her. Mm. Because I know that when she doesn't know the word, that's when I can attack her mind. So let's always be like Lyle said on the offense. 
on the offense when it comes to the word. The word is literally our sword. Mm -hmm. We use it as a double-edged sword to cut down, to to do what we do with with swords. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. I want us to talk about our favorite scriptures, right, and why it relates to us so strongly. Yeah. Um, actually, before we go to that question, is it possible to just add one more thing Absolutely. to practical ways to um, build your word life, have accountability partners, have people that can check you and, and you know, just keep you accountable, um, either a friend or even just a Bible study group or some just people that can help you so that way you don't feel like you're doing it alone. That's and there are other people that are also Bible trying studies, to yeah. build their world life as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for my favorite scripture, yeah. um, so this, I, I didn't really have knowledge of this scripture before, mm-hmm. and I feel like it really applies to what we're talking about today with the word that gives life, yeah. um, and it's Philippians 2.13, and I just love the book of Philippians, because my other favorite scripture is from Philippians, um, but this one says, for it is God who works in you, mm-hmm. both to will and, and to, to do, mm-hmm. for his good pleasure, mm-hmm. both to will and to work. Mm-hmm. both to will and to do for mm-hmm. his great pleasure mm-hmm. and when the holy spirit gave me this scripture mm-hmm. this was when i was trying to you know be more intentional about spending time with him yeah. and knowing the word but it just felt like there was just this weight on me to try and figure out how to do it mm-hmm. and and i just i was just like god you are the one who works in me mm-hmm. to will and to do yeah. I just have to make myself available for the doing. And so it took the weight off of me and just gave me perspective that I have help. And that help is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so just leaning on his help and he's able to allow you to do the things that will bring God pleasure. Because this flesh that we have does not want you to bring pleasure to Mm. God. No, it works against that. But if you're able to lean into the Holy Spirit, Mm. he's he's able to help you to fight your flesh. Mm. But you have to be ready to die to your flesh Mm -hmm. so that the Holy Spirit can take place and, and do what he needs to do mm-hmm. and so this 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 has just been my favorite scripture right now because it just it just helps yeah it's just comforting to know that we have help yeah yeah um before i say my favorite scripture i think the summary of everything we've been talking about mm-hmm. is really tied up to this moment mm-hmm. because there is always a word for you in each season yeah that's yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. every season in your life has a word for you mm. You are not left without a witness. There is a word. You're struggling with porn. There is a word. You're struggling with obeying your parents, forgiving your dad. There is a word. But if you don't have that word bank, again, what do you use in that season? Mm. Literally three months ago, myself and my husband was, it was Habakkuk 317. Though the the figs may not blossom, they may not be water in the sea, yet it will be filled with plenty. That was our word. Mm -hmm. But we're married now, so yeah, what next? Mm -hmm. Now it is settling down. Mm. And I was like, okay, what next? And my favorite word right now is Joshua Mm 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Yeah. Be strong strong. and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Listen, when I saw that word, I don't do this. (laughs) I put a sticky note on my mirror. I was like, I need it every morning. And that is my word right now. Because I'm like, I'm scared of this next phase of my life. Me and my husband are working on something so big that usually people tell us it will take this long. Mm. And I'm scared. And Joshua one night says, God was telling me. And again, that's circle back. What did God tell you about this thing you're doing? Mm. 
Because I prayed over this man that I married. God, if it's not for me, please don't. Chase him away. <laughs> Chase him away. I don't want to see him. And you know those like prayers that work really fast. Yes. If a man is toasting you today, yeah. try it. Just tell God, Father, his name is so so so. If he will lie, chase him. The man will not text you again. By midnight, he walks like I'm like, God, why do you answer this one quickly? Bless me with money. It will take away. Chase a man the way you will chase him. When I understood that God is with me, because the Bible says, Have I not commanded you on this thing? So God told me to marry this man. I heard him. So I married him because mm. I heard from God, right? Yeah. So which is again that affirmation in it. Yes. So Joshua one night, have I yes. not commanded you on these things? Yes. That is my verse right now. And mm. I know that God wants out a prayer in Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, for my scripture, I have a lifetime favorite verse, right? Um, and it's Romans 8, 28. Mm. For we know that all things work together, together for good. I to love them it. who are the called to them who love him and to them who are called according to his purpose. And since I was a little girl, I don't know why that verse has just been etched on my heart, but I found that in every season, that's the verse that makes sense. Right. Everything yes. is working for my good. Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, the, the ugly, ugly. The highs, the lows, the valleys, the mountains, they're all working out for my good. Amen. Right? But my verse for this season, this specific season, Mm -hmm. is Psalms 139, um, verse 16 to 18. And I literally, anytime I'm alone with God and I read this verse, I literally sob like snot nose cry. It says, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they are all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts towards me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I am awake, I am still with you. I want to focus on verse 16. It says, your eyes saw my substance before. Sorry. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And I know that's talking about like our biological nature. Like, but to me, it's almost like. Before I knew Christ, when I was in the world, when I was doing wicked stuff, his eyes saw my substance. He saw what I was made of, and he said, that's the one I want to use. That ver- It just wrecks me every time, because it's like, how do you love me so much? Mm-hmm. When I was unformed, you saw substance in me? Mm. Me. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve this kind of love. So it always makes me sob because it just reminds me that the Lord loves us so much. His thoughts are precious towards us. So this is just rule of thumb. If you hear any voice that is unkind to you, it's not the Lord speaking to you. It's not the Lord speaking to you. That's my anchor verse in this scripture. In this season, sorry. Knowing that The Lord loves me so, and he's so attentive to my needs. I'm seen by him. He's Elroy, and I'm seen by him. And whenever I lift up my voice to him, and I cry out to him, he hears me. In this moment, I just want us to pray. I just want us to bow our heads. Thank you, Jesus, because you're the word that gives life. 
Tywo, can you just pray over us? Just speak a word and pray over us. Pray over this room. Heavenly Father, there is none like you. Yes, Lord. Jehovah El Roy. Yeah. The one who sees me. Yeah. The one who sees us. Yeah. The one who loves us. Mm. The one who called us by name before even formed us. Yes. The one who knows us by his palm. Yes, Lord. Lord Jesus, you are worthy. Yes, Lord. It's even love that we can count it as that you have your word for us. Yeah. You want us to know you. You want us to understand you, so you gave us your word. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus Mm. that we are not left without a witness. That we understand you. That we hear you. That we understand you. That we hear you. That we will not be led astray. In the name of Jesus. That when we call, you will hear us. That when we are confused, you will find us. That when we are in sin, you will wash us clean, Lord Jesus. That your word will give us life. That your word will heal us. That your word will shed light on our path. Your word says, my word is a lamp unto your feet and light unto your path. That we will never be in darkness. That we will never be confused. That we will never be disappointed. That we will never be heartbroken. That we will never be sick. That we will live long. Your word will fulfill its purpose in our lives. In the name of Jesus, our hearts burn for you. Yes, Lord. Our hearts yearn for yes, you. Lord. Like a soul, we, we, we yearn for you. Yes, we Lord. pant for you. Yes, we Lord. want to know you more. We walk with you. Yes, we Lord. walk with you. Yes, you hold us by the hand and walk with us. We are not left without help. We are not left without a witness. Oh, Your word will come true. Yes. Your word is in our arsenal. Yes. We know the right word to use yes. in the right season. Yes, in Lord. the name of Jesus, yes, we build this beautiful relationship with you Lord Jesus we walk with you we know you personal you are close to us like the hair on our skin you are close to us in the name of Jesus we will not be desolate we will not be alone we will not be barren in the name of Jesus your word will come true for us in the name of Jesus we know to hear from you we hear from you we are not misled by the enemy we are not misled by confusion or worry or doubt in the name of Jesus your word gives life God says to tell you that he sees you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's almost like you know they says where two or more gather that the the truth is there I was like who the word just jumped El Roy and literally Evan said it yeah God says to tell you that he sees you And you're there and you're wondering, oh God, I'm just here. I don't even matter. You might even be the last one. And you're like, my siblings are doing so much greater. Their grades are so much better. This is an is a, is a star, is a track star, is this or that. And God, I'm just here. God says to tell you that he sees, he sees you. God says to tell you that he sees you. He knows you. He's working on you. He's literally holding He's holding your hand and he's walking with you. God says to tell you, don't you ever 
vain, say you're alone. Mm. Let that word leave your dictionary. God says to tell Jesus. you, He's walking mm. with you. He yes, holds Lord. your hand. God says to you, whenever you say, I'm lonely, mm. take it out. Say, I'm with the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. So, Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for this one. We thank you for our lives. We thank you for this minute. We know that there is nothing that happens without your permission. We know that there is nothing that happens just in coincidence. We know that you orchestrated each and everyone's steps to be here. So, Father, Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that as we live here, we are not the same. Your word begins to give us life in the name of Jesus. There is that fire of the Holy Spirit yeah, in the yeah, name of yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. We are not mediocre in the name of Jesus. We fan to them the fire of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, begin to speak in tongues right now. Tell yourself, I fan to flame the fire of the Holy Ghost. I am not mediocre. I am not basic. I hear the word of my Father. In the name of Jesus. Hey, says my sheep don't be where I go. Tell him I hear your voice. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, because in times to come and in seasons to come, my God. your word will always my God. hold true. My God. It says the heavens may pass, but my word will never Amen. go back unfulfilled. We ask in the name of Jesus for every season we find ourselves. Oh, Till you call us home with yes, you. There will always be a word Amen. in the name of Jesus. We thank you for many this and much more. We thank you for heaven. We thank you for what you are using her for. We thank you for this amazing gift and blessing that you have given her. We ask in the name of Jesus that our light continues to shine brighter. And every single person who has contributed to this in one way or another, Lord God, you will manifest yourself in their lives. In the name of Jesus. Woo. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I don't want to lose this opportunity. The Bible says in John 1, um, 12 to 13, it says, But as many as received him, who is the word, to them he gave them the right to become the children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. If there's anybody here watching online that does not know Jesus or not know the word that we speak of, this is your moment. This is your opportunity to give your life to him. It says, as many as that, that believed him, that has received him, he gave them the right to become the children of God, to become the sons of God. So in this moment, if you don't know Jesus, just place your hand over your heart and say, Jesus, today I receive you. I receive you. That is my right to become a child of God. I believe in you, in your finished work on the cross, that you died and rose again. Three days later, with all power, with all power, and by your finished work on the cross, I am saved by grace through faith. And through faith, and faith alone I am made righteous, not by my works, lest any man should boast, but of you alone. I accept you today. I want to know you, Lord. Walk with me. Talk with me. Guide me. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let's give a round of applause to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Yes, yes.
Chris Rocks. Oh.